Welcome back to another journey on The Right Shift. I'm your tour guide, Tim King, here to navigate you through the scenic routes and winding roads of freelance copywriting. So whether you're a fresh-faced traveler still trying to map out your first destination or a seasoned explorer who's harnessed the power of copy, this is the place to be. Together we'll traverse the peaks, valleys, and all the hidden gems in this thrilling fuel-injected adventure. So buckle up and prepare to embark on another tale from the vast, vibrant landscape of freelance copywriting. Welcome to The Right Shift. Alright folks, fasten your seatbelts because today we're embarking on a journey into the captivating realm of a travel and lifestyle writer who's been making waves in the industry. Our guest today is Mac Nye, a skilled wordsmith and the founder of The Hummingbird Press who's been crafting compelling narratives for only the past two months. Starting an adventure at the age of 18, Mac was driven by the passion for travel and a knack for research and saw the potential of the written word and took a leap of faith. Despite the challenges of being a young entrepreneur and the fears of not being taken seriously, she persevered, honing grinding skills and is now a roster of clients who highly value her work. Mac continues to create engaging articles that resonate with audiences worldwide and all the while managing a freelance writing business from the US. Mac's story is a testament to the power of the passion and the importance of determination, the endless writing possibilities of the writing world. Mac Nye, welcome to The Right Shift. Oh, wow. Thank you. That introduction was very flattering. I'm like, I'm blushing a lot over here, so please... Oh, gosh. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast and Not for that problem. wonderful introduction. I am so honored to be seen that way. <laughs> Absolutely great to have you here. So tell me, um, as I said, like it's only been a couple of months. What's uh, what, what led you towards going into a, a freelance copywriting or a freelance writing journey? Yeah. So um, I feel like my freelance writing journey started the way a lot of other freelance writing journeys did, um, which is through fiction. I wrote a lot of fiction through childhood. Um, like I have vivid memories of little five-year-old me typing away on Google Docs instead of playing games on computers. <laughs> um, but as I grew older, I realized that writing fiction for a living was, it's a good hobby, but it's not really a good job. I was somewhat destined to be a starving artist in that sense. Um, and I, I was really afraid of that, but I still loved writing and I wanted to explore the potentials of still having a career in that. Um, I actually learned about freelance writing when I was 15. My mom, she's kind of a financial geek, if you will. And so she came up to me one day, she was like, hey, look, people are making 100K through just writing. Isn't that so amazing? And I was there <laughs> 15 years old, not knowing what to do because I was a teenager. Um, but when I did get older, the second I turned 18, I started investigating it a little further. Um, I took months to research. I think I blocked out, what was it like, started maybe September or October and didn't actually do anything until April. I just spent all that time learning as much as I could about the industry, about services I could offer people, about niches and SEO and the terminology um, and just the stuff like that. Um, but eventually I did post my official portfolio in April and that's when I started cold pitching people. Yeah, right. um, it's actually quite bizarre how it happened. I cold pitched and a week after I published my portfolio and sent out the first pitches, a client responded to me and said, hey, I'm interested in having you write my blog content long term. Do you want to do it? That's amazing. <laughs> so that's how, yeah, I know. I'm so 
I'm still baffled by it by myself, but that's how I got started. <laughs> Fantastic. So obviously going from having, you know, a very, very early start, getting your portfolio up and having your first client, I'm assuming they're a retainer client now because you're obviously going to do that long term. Um, what's what's been the experience of, of your, of picking up clients anyway? Has it been a positive experience other than just, you know, that first client you've had now? Have you been getting a lot more other clients come through your door or...? Well, I still face the rejection of a freelancer that I feel that just goes in with the business. Um, but I, I have actually picked up some other clients. The first client referred me to a second client who I became the long-term blog writer for in May. Um, I'm still producing content for them both. And today, actually, um, I received a pitch back from a magazine. Well, not a pitch back. I sent them a pitch and I received an email from them. Uh, saying, hey, we really like your stuff and we really like your idea. Why don't you publish for that? So it's mainly been cold pitching and looking online at sources like LinkedIn and Contra, which is something I could talk about um, in further detail if you'd like me to. Yeah, sure. Um, but looking through those jobs, um, that's been like my primary way of getting exposed to other potential job opportunities. Yeah, right. So but you just mentioned Contra there, and I know that uh, Contra is uh, probably a newer platform in the, the whole freelance writing and, and copywriting industries. Um, do you want to give the listeners a little bit of a background on Contra? Yeah, so Contra, it's a portfolio hosting website. Um, you can create a portfolio there for free, but you can also upgrade if you so desire. It's $12 a month, I believe. Um, but it is a freelance portfolio website hosted by freelancers for freelancers. So everything is created around the industry. It's made fairly. It treats both the client and the freelancer very legitly. Legitly, that's not really a word, but um, <laughs> takes them both seriously. Let's say that yeah, instead. Yeah. Um, and it just it also has a very warm and welcoming community that makes it very easy to interact with other freelancers and share experiences and opportunities and just it's a great place to get insight as well. So I'm really loving it there. Yeah, fantastic. And it, of course, um, I, I noticed you don't have a website at the moment, but it's something that you're using sort of as your website to be able to both show the work you've got and also you know pitch work to other people clearly. Mm -hmm. so, all right. So, what does uh, the daily life of Mac Nye look like? What does it look like when you, you know, you get up? Do you, do you first, you know, immediately rip open the laptop? Do you jump on the on and just start writing, or, or do you have a particular process you go through? Yeah. So it's less of a daily uh, writing routine and more like a weekly routine. I dedicate each day to something different because I'm also an intern somewhere, but they only have me working Wednesday through Fridays, and so I like splitting up my tasks and spreading them throughout the week. That way I don't get overwhelmed, I don't get burnt out, and I have certain days to look forward to. Um, so Monday, it's kind of like my action day. This is when I send out my cold pitches, I chat with my clients, I follow up, I do some work, um, some writing work if time allots, but this is mainly just me reaching out to other people and still letting them know I exist and speaking more about my services. Um, Tuesday is when I focus on my current writing projects, uh, many of which are articles, but they're primarily when I sit down, I have my little coffee next to me, and I write and edit articles. That's primarily what I do. Um, Wednesday through Friday, I'm actually working at an internship. Um, that's when I also focus on skills that I can develop for freelance writing. So um, 
I'm trying right now to learn how to write newsletter copy and other website copy. And so I'm really focusing on that because I want to eventually offer that as a service. Um, and also I do have usually a little bit of time on Friday to work on articles if so, if I need, but usually I don't need. Um, Saturday is kind of a research day. I research other potential clients. I research more about the industry that I'm working in, research new tools, resources, um, just settle down, learn as much as I can, potentially write out pitches, but don't send them until Monday. Um, and Sunday, I just take that day off. That's my day for me. Um, I usually also have my boyfriend over, so it's not a work day. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like you've got a, like a really full schedule throughout an in, entire week, of course. Um, how's it been uh, cold pitching? You mentioned this a few times. Um, have you felt like through that cold pitching process, does that, that seem to be something that's working for you? Um, is it something you took a little while to, to get your head around? Honestly, I'm less afraid of it than I thought it would be. Um, I kind of think of it as a perspective of I have literally nothing to lose. These people don't know me and they shouldn't have a reason to know me. So one or one of two things could happen from a cold pitch in my perspective. I can either A, not get a response or get rejected, so not have the job, or B, I could get the job. So I physically can't get in a worse position than I already am, so I might as well just try, right? <laughs> I love that because it's something that I think um, a lot of copywriters and a lot of just freelance writers typically have uh, a real block with. They sometimes will write the cold pitch email but then they'll stop and they'll go oh you know i'm i'm not going to send it or, or, or they'll they'll walk away from it to only not ever send it again because they'll they get in their their minds that oh maybe it's not the company that oh, they wouldn't want me or, you know they sort of start talking negatively to themselves so that's really cool that you've you've had a a good experience with it and then also you know you've got a really great good like mindset on on actually sending out cold pitches and, and outreach um Huge thing, especially in the travel industry. What was it about the travel industry particularly that um, you know got you interested? I love travel. Um, I adore it with like every part of my being. I think it ties into also my love for fiction. I usually travel and get lots of inspiration for fictional stories. So that leads to me just wanting to travel more and see more places. Um, and it's also, there's a form of unity and connection that comes from travel. Um, that's kind of like my dream. My aspiration is to eventually, uh, create a platform or use my articles through other platforms as a way to unite all different kinds of travelers and life lifestyle enthusiasts. Um, I want to spread that warmth and that love and the, again, the whole community. I just want us to share it all because it's such a precious thing and it deserves to be shared. Yeah, absolutely. It, it certainly does. Um, you know, you've only been in the industry for a very short amount of time. So the, the question I usually ask my guests, which is tell me about a moment where you had a nightmare client, probably hasn't happened at this point. What about just telling us the, the you know, the most exciting moment you've had in your writing career so far? Was it when you picked up the um, the, the long-term blog uh, article sort of client? Or was it something that, have you got something else that you've got that was just like, you know, absolutely magical to you? Um, I vividly remember getting my first client because, again, it did only happen a week after I sent my first batch of cold pitches out, which never happens. I've heard some freelancers be like, oh, it usually takes, you know, six months, a year. It can take so long to get a response. And here I was a week in. I um, vividly remember I was working out. I took a little break and I was like, all right, I'll check my phone. Just, you know, cool off for a bit. And I saw the email 
hey, thanks so much for reaching out to me. I am actually interested. I shot straight up, practically screamed for my mom and was like, mom, you'll never guess what happened. I, I have this potential client. Isn't that crazy? We have an interview scheduled. Um, and actually, when I did go into that interview, I recorded it uh, just so I could also catch the details of like, okay, here's what I need to do. Here's what the client's prioritizing, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I uh, remember waving uh, him goodbye, my client, and we said goodbye, ended the interview, and I immediately dashed to my mom's room. Um, we lived together and uh, started like screaming, I did it, I did it, I did it, I can't believe it. And I still listen back to that recording when I'm upset, when I'm doubting myself, when I'm like, oh man, I don't really know if like freelancing, you know, is it really as hopeful as it can be? I listened back to that recording. I remember my first success and how happy I was and it instantly cheers me up. It instantly gets me back in the mood. So I will say that whole experience with my first client, getting the first client, interviewing, celebrating, that was life-changing. Yeah, wow. That's a really great tip as well because I think so many of us, we get into, as I said before, that almost negative mindset where like you, you might have had a few successes and you've come back and you're like, oh, you know, I'm not quite sure about this one and that imposter syndrome starts to take over. So having you know, a recording, hopefully you mentioned to the your client you were recording the call, but um, having, having a, a recording of it so you can just sort of listen back to it um, and even just, as you said, for the, the, the minor detail because there's some stuff in there that when, when you're talking to a client particularly, that you might miss if you just try to write it all down while the, the client's talking. So um, it's something I do um, in my own practice as well is to record my client meetings because listening to them over, it's so much easier just to be able to pick up those little details. But then having that that excitement moment where they're also saying, you know, hey, we, we really want to work with you. You know, it's just, it, it's a massive boost. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a fantastic little story there as well. Uh, what tools or resources, as a as a, a brand new sort of you know emerging writer, have you been using uh, to to sort of push you along? Is there anything that you would really recommend to anyone else? So I'd say the biggest tool, the biggest thing that has helped me with freelancing is networking. Um, just getting to know more people and exposing myself more to the world of freelance writing has worked wonders. Um, I feel like all this is quite odd to say because I'm an introvert and I feel like most freelance writers or writers in general are also introverts. But when I'm out there on LinkedIn or Contra or any like Slack communities or Twitter, whatever, I am putting myself out there. I'm letting people know I exist. I'm reaching out to people I admire. I'm following them. Also companies that I want to potentially work for. I follow them on LinkedIn. I try to find their um, editors or uh, directors and like either message them or contact them be like hey I'm a super big fan of your work I'm a travel and lifestyle writer is it good if we connect so I can um, follow with any opportunities you guys are offering um, so yeah I definitely say that networking has been the biggest I guess tool um, I mean I primarily network through LinkedIn that is where I follow a lot of the companies that I do eventually want to work for, like Travel and Leisure. Hey, Travel and Leisure, if you're listening to this right now, you should totally hire me, just saying. <laughs> but um, I follow them on LinkedIn and other companies that I want to work for and also other freelance writers that I look up to. Contra is another big tool that I love using. It's, um, it gives me a space to have a very aesthetically pleasing portfolio and a place to organize all my articles and samples for my clients to examine. 
Um, and I'm also part of the local Slack community for Contra, which has introduced me to so many other freelancers, not just writers. Um, and I've, I've been able to listen to their experiences and their wisdom and their insight and just learn a bunch of, um, learn a bunch of amazing stuff from them. So that Slack community and Contra have definitely also been a massive resource for me. Absolutely. I, I, I love that too, because like when I ask for tools and resources, usually people will go like, oh, you know, it'll be Google Docs or it'll be Loom or it'll be one of these other tools that are out there. And I suppose like the tools you've talked about today are more of in that it's more mindset, which I, again, I think that's a, it's a good thing to hear, especially from a, a really fresh new writer, because setting yourself up with that kind of mindset, the, the tools change all the time. So, have, but the mindset doesn't often. So, it's something that having a really good positive mindset to begin with um, is only going to serve you, you know, f- well into the future to be in your writing career. You also mentioned there um, some sort of uh, maybe not mentors, but so there's particular people that you really look up to in the writing community. Um, it, it, who who might they be? Oh goodness, <laughs> where do I start? Um, I'd say there's a freelance writer I actually recently spoke to. Um, Her name is Christina Lopez. She works for the mental health and wellness, lifestyle and travel niches. Um, I was able to, I was fortunate enough to schedule a Google meet with her to ask her more about um, her insights and experiences. And she gave me the whole rundown of everything I needed to hear. Um, Gave me a whole list of like, here's how to optimize your LinkedIn. And here's the people I do to recommend it. And was just so friendly and casual that she made me feel like I fit in with the freelance um, world, which I don't often get to be honest because I'm, I'm still quite young. Um, so it's kind of hard to fit in, but she basically welcomed me with open arms and gave me a plethora of information to use. So I'm eternally grateful to her for that. Um, another freelancer I look up to is named Mia Salas. She's actually the whole reason I started freelancing in the in the first place. Um, I believe Contra hired her or she volunteered or I'm not sure, but she created TikToks about Contra, informing audiences about this amazing pa- uh, portfolio host that they could create a portfolio with for free and make their mock samples for on uh, for free. And she's the whole reason I signed up for Contra in the first place and was able to have a portfolio and possibly get my first client. Yeah, wow. No, that, that's that's amazing. Um, a couple. I think I've I've heard of Christina Lopez before. I haven't heard. I, I think I've may have seen some of Mia's work, but I haven't um haven't actually spotted her on TikTok before. Which is it, it's just a it's an amazing uh, story to hear from uh, as again like a brand new writer, and you've, you've already starting to reach out to people in the industry as well. It's another one of those leaps that a lot of people uh, don't particularly take when they're they're first starting up in their writing career thank you <laughs> what um I, I'm, I'm always asking this of everyone as well at the moment and it's just because it's the it's the hot new topic everyone has an opinion on it at the moment and that would be ai how, how do you see or, or do you use ai how, how do you see it in the industry and and where do you think we're going in the future oh goodness ai um honestly it's nothing to fear in my opinion i let uh, Again, I'm young, so I've been through the whole like social media craze. Oh, social media is consuming our kids' brains and turning them into mush and whatnot. They say that about all new things, I feel. I heard I heard once that um, they used to see synthesizers and fear them replacing like guitars and other instruments, but that hasn't happened. Um, people, people used to fear the internet saying it would steal our jobs. It hasn't stolen our jobs. Um, 
same stuff goes with AI. I think it's created by humans for humans. It's an assistant. It's a tool. And I have, I've experimented a little bit with it, mainly to create um, titles of articles or generate new ideas. Um, especially since I can type in, hey, give me a title for this kind of article and make it SEO optimized and have some good keyword emphasis in there. So I don't have to worry about that. The AI just does it. And obviously, like, not all of it's perfect. Sometimes I look at their suggestions and I'm like, wow, nine out of 10 of those suggestions were absolute crap. Why would you suggest that to me? But again, that's another reason I don't fear it is because it's not perfect. It's far from perfect. We humans are able to look at it as an inspiration and a tool and decipher what's good and bad. That's why I don't fear it because it is a tool and it's very much flawed like one. Yeah, exactly. And it's something that I've, I've, I think all of my guests have mentioned anyway, that um, it is what it is at the moment. Yes, a, a lot of businesses or a lot of people are using it to be able to generate content, but that content, uh, it's very, very quickly, you could understand that it's been written by an AI and it hasn't been, it doesn't have like the heart and soul that uh, a human usually pours into, into their writing. If you could... Uh, Look forward uh, one, three, or five years. Where would you love to see your writing career go? There's two potential ways I want my writing to career to go. Um, I mentioned that I am an intern that is a marketing intern at a local vineyard I'm uh, working at. Uh, um, let me rephrase that. I'm so sorry. Um, I, did <laughs> I did mention that I am an intern that is a marketing intern I'm working at for a local vineyard. Um, I do also have a lot of interest in that field. So I could see myself either a working some kind of marketing job and have the hummingbird press as a part-time job or a side gig or a passion of sorts, or B the hummingbird press blows up and I'm able to make it my full-time career and post travel and lifestyle content for all kinds of people all the time. It just depends on where my passion takes me because I have a passion for both. It just depends on how much I want to explore one passion over the other. And who knows, maybe I'll be a marketer and a freelancer in five years, but in 10 years, I'll just have the business. That potential that all writers have at the very start of their, their career, um, I'd love to tap back into that myself if I could, but of course I'm, I'm further down my career. Um, but it's it's just all that it's all that excitement you have right at the very start of where you could go and, and you know you don't know. I think the, the most exciting thing about a writing career is you don't know what tomorrow will bring, let alone you know three months from now, let alone you know two years from now. So you've there's there's all these this opportunity out there. There's all the you know different mm -hmm. pathways you can take to be able to go down. And then of course you've also got your your fiction writing as well, which you know maybe one day uh, you'll be able to you know get back to do some of that as well. Certainly one day. That's the whole reason I started this in the first place is to give myself the freedom to do that fiction writing. Honestly, it's kind of sad. I've noticed that a lot of freelance writers do want to do fiction that's how they started and eventually they go down and they're like oh i'm a freelance writer now this is great but i don't really know about fiction writing i don't want to be like that fiction writing is the whole reason i started so obviously i'm going to integrate it somewhere it's still <laughs> you know there's still a little five-year-old me who's begging to write a fiction story I'm going to do that for her. I'm going to do that for me. I'm going to write anything and everything I want. Look at the last couple of minutes. Uh, where can our listeners find out more about you and your brilliant work online? Don't be shy. It's uh, time for you to give us a shameless plug. 
Oh boy. Well, hopefully one day you can find me on Travel and Leisure, Condé Nast Travel, stuff like that. If you guys are listening, you should totally hire me. Just saying. But <laughs> um, right now you can find me through my portfolio on Contra. I also did recently start a Medium blog, so you can find me there. Um, but for my published works, you can find me on Rainbow Getaways and Dynamite Travel. They are both travel agencies I'm working for. My clients are amazing. They also did give me permission to say this. Um, so you can just find some of my published works there. And yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have right now. Um, Mac, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been, uh, it's been amazing to hear uh, your stories from a person who's been so new to the industry. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. This has been a very honorable experience. I'll never forget this. This is unforgettable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Word Wranglers, we've scribbled our way right to the very end of yet another thrilling episode of The Right Shift. A massive thank you goes out to my guest today, Mac Nye. To learn more about Mac and the amazing stuff she's putting out into the world, check out her links and the links she mentioned in the episode show notes. Of course, none of this would be possible without the support of our sponsors. And if you'd like to become a sponsor of The Right Shift, head over to therightshift.com and hit that Become a Sponsor button in the menu. Also, don't forget to follow and subscribe to The Right Shift on your favorite podcast platform so you won't ever miss an upcoming episode. And while you're there, if you've enjoyed listening to The Right Shift today, then leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to the show. It helps more people discover the podcast and join our ever-growing community of phenomenally fantastic freelance copywriters. But until next time, remember, you've been listening to The Right Shift. <laughs>